Welcome to another episode of Brew Roots. I'm Erica. And I'm Matt. And this is the podcast that tells you the stories behind your favorite beer. Each week we take a look behind the scenes at the craft beer industry. And now on to the episode. Oh man, it's been quite the evening for the Brew Roots crew. Hell yeah. Erica's here on her phone. I'm not quite sure what she's actually doing. Wouldn't you like to know? Ooh, tell us more. Tell us more. And Ryan's here. What up, Ryan? Hey. What's going on, everyone out there in podcast hey. land? You guys are here for another episode of Brew Roots. What, what? We just want to thank all you guys for really supporting and l- taking a listen to all our episodes. We've definitely seen a huge increase in our lessons. We have. You guys we rock. Really, yeah, you guys do rock. Um, but please keep on um, sharing and spreading the word of this podcast. Spread the love, yo. Yeah, because um, every, every person counts um, and really helps us get more listens and support from a lot of really good people in this community. Agreed. And I think that our increased listenership has a huge part to do with the both of you. So thank you. Thanks, you. Erica yeah. and Ryan, because you guys have made what, what? This, this podcast even better. Because people who have headphones on or listening to the car stereo, it sounds so much better. And the knowledge that Erica brings. And the sound that Ryan brings. And pink boots. And pink boots. <laughs> I'm just here. Like, Hashtag uh, Bing Boots. <laughs> yeah. But, that's our sponsor voice. for the week. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking of our sponsors, our shirts on tap, we can't forget about them because... Oh my goodness. So excited for this month. Yes. They have a Did sweet... Did you see the Chicago one? Like, I'm so uh, on to it. I don't remember, but I remember the Artisan one. The Artisan one's that one really was cool. super cool. Yeah, so... Yeah. The Texas the, one was pretty cool, too, actually. Yeah, Texas rules. Yeah. So for those who aren't aware <laughs> uh, and listening for the first time, Shirts on Tap is our sponsor this week. Shirts on Tap. And you can get your Shirts on Tap, your own custom brewery shirt from multiple cities around the country and yeah. we can help you get you into a box for only five dollars erica how can we do that use our uh promo code and what's our promo code we're roots excellent so if you go yeah. to www.shirtsontap.com you can get your first shirts on tap for five dollars and then it's what like 18 bucks yeah it's crazy cheap for then on which is pretty freaking awesome and what i really like about the subscription box is that you can choose the style that you want yeah long sleeve short sleeve tank top um whatever you want essentially yeah yeah they have the uh, baseball tees out this month i know super cool exciting exciting yeah so I'm actually really excited for the next couple of weeks that we have coming up. Are you? Yeah, we I are, can't imagine why. Because we're in Somerville. Like everywhere. For, well, we went to Somerville for this week's episode. We did. And we talked to Aeronaut. We mm. talked to Ron and Mike. Mike. Yeah. And that was a lot of fun of an episode. It was a ton of fun. This is going to be a long one, guys. Yes. I mean, stay, stay tuned for the whole thing because it's awesome. But... It's like an hour long. Yeah. And I don't even care if you pause and come back later, but... Uh, Just do it. Check go, out... Because it's great. Check out Aranon because they are having a beer garden that Ooh, they're going to be talking about in this they episode. Have two, right? Two. Yes, yeah. that's right. And the so weather cool. is finally nice. We, this evening, got to drink outside for a little while. We went to Silvaticus. Which it was, was dope. absolutely amazing. Right? Um, Ryan I, lives like five minutes from there, and he had no idea. I had literally no idea. We and blew his mind. Yeah, I oh, so good. <laughs> I mean, I would see. I had two. Well, I had two hobby loggers. Mm. Um, so you had the pink boots one, right? I had the pink boots vivacious. one. Vivacious. Yeah, vivacious. And then I had. Oh, what was the other one? Amica. 
Amity? No. No. It was the word that we thought meant sexy, but it doesn't. Um, That's the vivacious one. Amity. Amity, Amity, yeah. yeah. That one was cool because it had a little bite to it at first. For sure. Real nice. Um, Which was really off-putting at first because I didn't expect it. I I was expecting hops, but nothing like that. Um, But then after a while, you really got to taste all those subtle notes beyond that um, after you got over the fact that you were going to get pounded in the face. Um, at first, with, with your bitter, tongue, yeah. yeah, on your tongue, um, but yeah, great, great stuff. Um, yeah. I got some swag. That's how much I liked it. And then we made it over to Beowulf. Yeah, which we did. Is yeah. what like a hundred and fifty feet away? It's not a hop, a skip, yeah. and a rock throw away. And that was fun. We it played cornhole. Ryan won. Great brown ale. That That's was right. delicious. Yeah. yeah, I won the wormhole both times. He he did. I got cornhole. I'm cornhole. sorry. Wormhole. Yeah, wormhole. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's I got really game. close. Yeah, I did not. Um, I suck at cornhole. Yeah, I'm just really good. It's all right. But um, <laughs> so as you can tell, we've done our fair share of drinking this evening, and we're gonna do no, a little bit more. You're false. Cause why not? Cause we, we grabbed have... our Chinese. Yeah. We're we're good. So Ryan, can you tell the listeners what I got for you the oh, other day yeah. when I was Hold in Somerville? One second. Here we go. All right. So, from Winter Hill, which I love their slogan. Good job. Um, brood in mass. Yeah, <laughs> brood in mass, not mass brood. <laughs> so, it's meaning like, you know, they've, they brew small stuff. Small. Yeah. Um, so, this is from in Somerville, if you guys do not know. And this is called Thick Mint. Now, is it thick with three C's or two C's? It is with two C's. Ooh, so I Whoa. like things that are thick with Weird. two C's. So we're good. Um, yeah. So, here. of course, it's definitely going to be like a thin mint, I'm, I'm assuming. Correct. Um, the can is a crawler, as everyone else in the world puts it. I just say big ass quart can. Uh, and yeah, so we're going to crack this open. I will pour it after I take a sip. I probably won't like it, but that's all right. She's yep. going to love it. And Just we all wait. have our own glasses tonight for this as well. We do. We're sharing. Because sharing is caring. Yeah. And a crawler's big. We should try to do a crawler challenge, though. Ooh. I'd be down like Edward, not tonight. like Edward Scissor. Like Edward hands. Like Edward Crawler hands. Yeah. We what is do that? that? Is like a 20, 20 uh, challenge? You like tape your eyes to a 20? No, it's 40. a 40. Two is 40. it a 40? That's yeah, what it is. Yeah. Two. Yeah. That's intense. Both but hands. I guarantee this beer will be better than any 40 that I've had. <laughs> Duh. We'll see. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Do right, it, Ryan. Do it, it. This might be an underwhelming crack, though. Ooh. Dude, that was like the best crack. You all right? <laughs> and for our ASMR fans out there, Ryan is literally licking oh. the microphone. I'm not licking the microphone. I'm there, licking the... You got some beer on it. All right, Ryan. Take a sip. Sad day. <laughs> for all you Foley artists out there, don't do that. <laughs> 10 out of 10, don't recommend. <laughs> nope. Oh, come on. You love it. All right, Ryan. Pass Stop it, lying. Pass it around because I want to see. But uh, so Winter Hill, Thick Mint. Wow, that pours really, really. Okay, how much are you pouring out, dude? It's a quart. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, All right. Like this is like almost half the beer. I'm not gonna drink any of it. So you didn't None like of it? it? No, I didn't like Aww, it. Oh, why would you? What like didn't it? you like about Tell it? Us. Um, it kind of tasted like rocket fuel. Wow, aggressive. Hmm. As in, it didn't taste. I wouldn't say. I I would say fresh isn't the word. Um, mm. I would I would say it tastes fake. 
Hmm. You're right. It tastes weird. <laughs> it does. It doesn't yeah. taste minty. Yeah. No, it tastes minty, but oh, like... Oh, I taste the mint. I definitely I taste really. the mint, yeah. yeah. I've never had mint that tastes like that, guys, so... It's a very roasty Well, you're missing mint. out. Yeah. I think rocket fuel is an interesting term. It's not like straight alcohol rocket fuel. It just... It, I don't know. Mud? Yeah, like mud. Like too much roastiness, maybe? And this, is nothing, this is nothing against Winter Hill. Trust me. I love a lot of the beer they oh, make. Oh, yeah. No, I've been there a few times, and they make good beer, but... Um, I don't know if I'm feeling this. Not, I mean, I'm I not. never feel any dessert. It might be the mints. The mint might the just mint be weird. I think the mint is the weird yeah. part about it. Yeah. yeah. It's almost too minty. Yeah. Well. I think it's not chocolatey enough. You know, the only positive know. that comes out of this is we get to look another week to find Ryan a, a dessert. Just stuff. another week. And, and then a we'll week after trying. that. And then a week after that. So and then years this later. This is Ryan's favorite game. Uh by the time this episode is released, um, we will be probably on our way to Portland, Maine, because next week what, what? we are going to Portland, Maine. And any of our listeners, if you want to drop us a DM, I'm sure people are going to tell us where to go. Say hello, meet us places, yes. whatever you um, want to do. Oh, yeah, I would say if you really wanted to come along and look at what we do for the interview process, yes. it's a lot of fun. It um, is. And you get to meet the people behind the beer you drink. Yeah. yeah. Which, who doesn't want to do that? Yes. Who doesn't? I am excited Literally. for that. I know that we are going to be going. That's our favorite parts. Yes. Of the Do we want to tell people where we're going? Let's tell them one. We should tell them the one that's in Lewinson. Somewhere in Maine. We are going to Bare Bones Ooh, in we? Lewiston, Maine. Yep. But they also have another location, which was the one that I went to when I went on my vacation in Bridgeton, Maine. And how far is that from Portland? Uh, it's an hour. Okay. Yeah, they're both actually like about an hour. One's a little bit more north and one's a little bit more uh, northwest. Okay. So it's equally about an hour away um, from Portland. Yeah. And they have amazing beer. Um, they're definitely more on the earthy side. They're cool. more natural kind I of a flavor. I kind of love that. I like Me too. that a lot. Um, yeah. I had a jalapeno one. Ooh. That was pretty cool. That, um, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a usually a huge fan of those beers, but it was actually pretty good. Mm. Mm. Um, I feel like when they're well balanced, they're actually kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I, and everything they had, um, because the guy let me have probably a little bit of everything there. That's cool. Everything seemed pretty well balanced. Nice. Yeah, I like that That's uh, awesome. across the board. But they well, didn't have any IPAs. I'm really excited. I'm all check aboard on that. Yeah, there was no IPAs. Choo that, choo. That's something that I saw a lot of the breweries beyond Portland when I went. Mm. Is that most of them do not have IPAs? Interesting. I just yeah. wonder if it's just not as popular up mm. in the northern part than it is in. It probably Sita isn't. Hit Portland. Yeah, it probably isn't because the, again, like I've said before, the people in Maine want to taste the ingredients from Maine. And there are different hops, yeah. people up there. And hops yeah. is not that. Yep. So we are in hop season because you can actually buy hops pretty soon. Pretty soon. You're going to be able to get grapes, fresh right? hops. Yes. And I am going to be ordering my own pretty soon Ooh. using our own promo code. Brewers? At beerandwinehobby.com. Yeah. Amazing. Because Love it. I want to brew my own beer. And wine and cider and cheese and beer, uh, bacon. And bacon. Yeah. And now you guys have I know spices how to and all that stuff. And we have spices. Yeah. Yeah. We, we 
we do a little of everything. Mm-hmm. We support local shops. We sell a bunch, got of, a bunch of honey there. And things. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, another, another fun fact about beer and wine hobby. Fun fact. If you want to work there. Oh, that's right. Yeah. They're looking for a part-time we help are. right now. Thank you, Sound Guy Ryan. I am I here to serve. That. You are yeah. looking out for us. One of the best in the business, yeah. if not the best. We're looking for a part-timer. I'm not as know? good as Renee Coronado from the podcast Tone Benders, but that's okay. Okay, well. We'll get there. We will. And Timothy Mirhead, but I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop talking But now. beer and wine hobby... Anyways, yeah. <laughs> Beer Moving on. Is looking for. Yeah, we're looking for a part-timer, like 20 hours a week, maybe 30. You know, we'll see what happens with the seasons. But, the wine uh, season's coming we up We can so. help. Yeah, we're going to need some help during the wine grape season. Uh, definitely need some weekend help, which is only Saturdays right now because we're closed on Sundays. You get a crazy awesome discount. So if you're looking to like learn how to homebrew anything, wine, beer, cider, whatever you want to do. This is a great opportunity. Erica, say I want to apply, but I really have no no um, experience in the brewing world. Is That's that all right? That's totally cool. Yeah, we'll teach you everything you need to know. Pretty cool. Yeah, Nora's super chill. So you basically don't have to use our promo code brewers. You don't have to use it <laughs> you can to get apply. Paid. <laughs> you can get paid. And then, but if you use it, that's super cool and you get total bonus points. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, lit. For sure. <laughs> lit, lit. Cool. So... Follow us on social media because we've been killing it lately and yeah. we've actually been on the same page on what we're posting and we've been improving, it's I would like to cool. think, on our social media. I think so. Um, less Sound Guy Ryan focused and more actual content focused. With a side uh, of Sound Guy sad Ryan. Sad face. Yes. Sad face. We still got to keep him in there because he's, you know, um, I'm the, kind of the yeah. best I'm the part mascot. of us. I'm the mascot. Yeah. And then uh, we've updated our website. So check out our website because we've got blog posts on there from our favorite beer reporter, Dave, from Dave's Beer Report. Yes, Yes, we do. And they're awesome. And they are awesome reports. Yeah. And also speaking of the new website, the photo um, of me and what Dave's Beer Report said about my picture. If you could imagine Sound Guy Ryan, it's literally what you are imagining right now. Yes. Godly and heavenly and in his glory. Pretty much. Dave's beer report was like, that's exactly how I pictured him. Thank you for that. And for the people who... you're welcome. You are welcome. And for the people (laughs) who made it to the end of our beautiful opening segment on Brew Roots this week, we welcome your ears to one of my favorite interviews, truthfully, that we had with Aeronaut. It's going to be great. Cheers. Cheers. Are we recording? We are. Erica, we're back together. <laughs> back again. You guys might not know this. Woo-hoo. Erica just hiked Machu Picchu. And I, I did. Sweet. I just got back. Nice. So, yeah. I told her she looked taller today, too, which <laughs> yeah. was like, I was like it, must, it must be yes. because you hiked Machu Picchu. <laughs> there must Definitely. be less gravity up there. Yeah, for sure. That's yeah. And more, and more uh, cocoa. Cocoa leaves to chew. Cocoa leaves. Yep. Definitely helps. And if you didn't like hear the people's voice in the background and determine who they were by their voice, we are here at Aeronaut with Ron and Mike. Yep. Um, Hello. Hello. Howdy. So we start every interview with uh, this question. Uh, Your role here at Aeronaut and your first memory of beer. Take it away, Ron. Boy. Well, my name's Ron, as we said, just so you can connect the voice with the name. (laughs) Uh, a lot of people like I'm <laughs> Yeah, no, it's good. <laughs> uh, so I'm one of the co-founders of Aeronaut. Um, so there's me and there's two other partners. Uh, 
that are co-founders, but um, that's kind of my role here. So, you know, I wear a lot of different hats, do whatever needs yep. to be done. But um, my first memory of beer, I feel like my first memories of beer are pretty vague ones. Like when I was a child, my For parents sure. always would buy beer. And usually, you know, it was like the early 90s, so it was a different time. But I vaguely remember them bringing home a case of Red Dog. You remember that beer? Yes, that is Sounds a beer that I always... Familiar. I would see that, and I'd be like, that beer must suck. Yeah, <laughs> and like, that's how I see it now. But at the time, that was like them being classy. Like They're like, right? oh, we're, we're splurging for the Red Dog. <laughs> yeah. and uh, different. That was a different time. And I would just... Less uh, options, then. Yeah, yeah, totally true. But, um, you know, I'm sure I got to try it, and I didn't like beer at the times I was a kid. It's usually what the case is. Um, I will say the first beer that I really enjoyed was when I was in college. Uh, there's this one bar. I went to Rutgers in New Brunswick, New Jersey, and uh, there's this one bar, which was uh, kind of like a Stromboli restaurant, and it's kind of claim to fame was that uh, Mario Batali used to cook there. So oh, cool. But they had this <laughs> very... Was he wearing Crocs back yeah. then? <laughs> probably, <laughs> yeah. probably. Inappropriately groping people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. yeah. But uh, the... Um, I'm trying to think. So they, they had this like, really extensive beer menu, and I really liked the Pilsner Urkel. I remember having Ooh. that and being like, this yeah. is a nice... I liked, that was when I first started liking hops. Yeah. So that's my memory, my memories. Very cool. Uh, I'm Mike Smith, and my current title is technical director. Okay. Uh, I don't really know what that means either. Say, what does that mean? <laughs> it means I answer a lot of questions. There you go. All the time. No, but I help um, direct a lot of the brewery, beer-related brewery operations. Let's put it that way. Um, and my first memory of beer actually to date myself my, it was in the you know, Ron talks about this 90s these were in the 70s <laughs> and uh, my dad used to give me the bottoms of his cans of Schlitz nice but nice. it was back when they pop top and you pull the pop top <laughs> off and like drop it in the can you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, the pop top that came off and I specifically early beer memory is Finishing his basically backwash and getting one of those in my mouth and cutting my tongue. So good. How mad my mom! How yeah. mad my mom was that it, not only that he let me do that, but also uh, that I cut my tongue. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. This is why they stopped doing that. Yeah. By the way, um, but then I was so that kind of you know whatever. But um, when I was in high school in the eighties, uh, I went to I was an exchange student in Germany. Oh. And, nice. Yeah, and <laughs> as a kid from Cape Cod in it's 1987, cool. yep. going to Germany in Cologne and drinking Kolsch <laughs> yeah. was a mind, a, a eye-opening experience. Oh, I can imagine. In a way that, you know, I was like 16 years old, and we could, A, drink. So I was afforded the luxury of seeing beer culture. Yep. Different than... You know, the other beer I was hours. the other beer yeah. I was drinking is like hiding, you know, stealing it from people's garages right. and with their dad's fridge and drinking it out in the backyard. <laughs> yep. So like to be in a bar in like Germany, you felt older. buying <laughs> beer. Just well, it it relate like it showed me beer culture existed. Mm-hmm. And then when I came back, my mother had gotten over the cut tongue incident <laughs> and realized that you know she'd rather 
us have good beer at home than be being drinking it in the back of someone's backyard. So like yeah. when the German exchange student came back to live at our house, like we would get like St. Pauli girl. That was the, <laughs> that was classy back then. Yeah. Super classy. Um, so that's, you know, that kind of started me on the beer, beer path. Awesome. Was it at this time in life that you perhaps told your parents you wanted to become a brewery director at Aeronaut in the future? Or what was the original plan for both of you guys? Well, I'll, no. <laughs> I was That's to be, usually the answer. I was supposed to be a biologist. <laughs> yep. But the but they were related, so I moved ended up after college and all that. I started homebrewing in college. Cool. And um I was supposed to be a behavioral ecologist is what I was I was gonna go to grad school. But I moved down to Austin, Texas to go to UT. Cool. And in the you know, in order to afford it grad school I want I needed a uh, I needed in-state tuition so I took a year got a, my first day I got there I got my driver's license yep. to establish my residency and before that year was over I had gotten a job in the beer industry and so I got a homebrew store yep. and then that eventually led to being an assistant brewer at a brew pub yep. in you know 19 90 whatever Very is cool. that brew pub and, still uh, around it is not the Aww. late lamented <laughs> Uh, Waterloo Brewing Company, okay. the first brew pub in uh, in Texas. Yeah, yeah. And cool. um, there's been a wonderful day. I was actually in Denver at the Craft Brewers Conference a couple weeks yep. ago, and those are those are generally are like Waterloo Brewer uh, like reunions. You know, it's yeah. like the, there's because they've all the branches. Like, yeah. And and then yeah. Even like when I'm in Texas and I talk to people, like, like oh yeah, I worked at Waterloo. People say, yeah. I don't know how you worked at Waterloo. So, <laughs> it was the original. Like it closed down in 2001. Okay. Because of the land, like the stupid business stuff. <laughs> but then it's turned into like there are people all over. The, I have friends all over the country with connections from Waterloo. Yeah. It's yeah. Not Very to get cool. on a Texas oh. tangent, but they have ridiculous uh, brewery rules with. Not being able to distribute cans in the in the breweries there, and the fact that like Guinness has, yeah, yeah, yes, 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 they have law. Their laws are written by people who have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> so, Ron, hmm. I know that Rutgers doesn't have a brewing science uh, degree there. So, still, last time I checked, uh, <laughs> yet, yet, yet. Yeah. Uh, what was the original plan for you? Um, I don't know that I had a plan, but. I was definitely on the path from college. I was on the path of engineering, and I was, you know, I went to school for actually bioengineering. Uh, So I was going to be, I don't know, like an academic or something. I went to grad school. I did a master's. uh, Then I did a PhD in bioengineering. And so I was very into that. I did research in bacteria and how bacteria cool. stick to surfaces and stuff like that. And <laughs> nice. I was kind of like right in the middle. Now we're of, trying to make bacteria not stick to right, surfaces. Right, yes. right. <laughs> well, yeah. But that was always the well, idea. this though. brewery. Yeah. Maybe yeah, not yeah. others. <laughs> <laughs> I said it, sorry. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. So we, I don't know, while I was in, in grad school, uh, my roommates and I were um, getting into home brewing. We, we were already like home brewing a little bit, but... I think what really got us to turn it up a notch was when we discovered kegging, like how to keg beer. 
that's a huge difference in home brewing. Yeah. 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 Because you're not peeling labels off of bottles. Yeah. And suddenly. And bottling like, in general. <laughs> yeah. It's like, because you do the brewing, you're like, this is fun. This is fun. And then you have to package it. And, that and sucks. you're like, and that's oh. the worst part. And so by the time you're ready, you're like, all right, I'm not going to do that again for a year. Yeah. And but then when you do kegging, you're like, oh, we're done. Just put it in a keg. Yeah. Next beer. Yeah. And pretty soon we had. So then you decide to start your own brewery and right packaging right. again. It's all <laughs> yeah, about packaging. We don't do it. Now we yeah. pay other people to do it. There you go. To do it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but we do have like you know equipment and stuff, which is nice. You know, we're not like peeling labels off of things and. Sure. It's all about um, packaging. Yeah. Packaging. Yeah. So where did you guys cut your teeth? Uh, you said Waterloo. Ron, what about yourself? Um, Brewing-wise, I mean, I've never been a professional brewer, so it's really just home brewing and then here. Cool. Uh, cool. Yeah. I've, I've, uh, I've been a professional brewer for 20 years nice. now. So I started at Waterloo, and then when, unfortunately when Waterloo closed... I, um, I got a job at Harpoon, mm-hmm. and I worked there for 10 years-ish. Uh, started, like, my first job there was clean. Literally, I showed up, oh, clean the kegs, yeah. and I left as one of the lead brewers. Awesome. Um, what, and what year was that around? I worked at Harpoon from 01 until 2010. Okay. Yep. And then I moved, um, went to uh, Mayflower Brewing okay. in yep. Plymouth, Mass. was there for a couple of years. Then I went to a place in Connecticut. Uh, it was a startup at the time called Back East Brewing, and I was okay. the original head brewer there. Yeah. Um, and I was there for probably three-ish years, and then I moved to like some personal stuff. Moved to uh, New York City. I took a un- unadvised but really fun year and a half off of living in New York City off from savings. There you go. Blew it all. That's yeah. A, a sabbatical. <laughs> Sabbatical. I've taken yeah. two sabbaticals, actually. Perfect. I'm, I'm enjoying my retirement while I'm still uh, there you go. at the age to retire, <laughs> uh, in the age to enjoy it. Uh, and then uh, moved back to Massachusetts, and I went, that's when I started here at Aaron. Sweet. Sweet. All right. So you're back in Massachusetts. What brought you to Massachusetts? Was it Aeronaut or? No, no. I was already here. Um, I came here for, for grad school. Um, I guess because I was in college, then I was, you know, when I started my PhD, that's when I moved here, and that was uh, at MIT. And uh, I so moved you're here. wicked smart. He's doctor. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> oh man, why do you in have your research. why do you have your diploma? Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, just this old thing. Yeah. Uh, just dust it off here. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's kind of why I moved here, and then I kind of liked it here. Um, we uh, we had our like homebrewing operation at home in our little backyard setup, and uh, I don't know. That was kind of it. We we really liked. I was living in Somerville, and we really liked the town. So to us, it was like, let's open a brewery in Somerville because yeah. we spend all our time here. We don't go to Boston. Yeah. Like, we hang out in Somerville. We go out in Somerville. All right. that stuff. So, uh, we found this spot. So, your co-owners, your homebrewing friends? Yeah. 
Yeah. Pretty much. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. We started off brewing in the backyard, and we yeah. had some, like, gear on Craigslist, and yep. that's that's more or less how it, how it started. Awesome. We, we just started, we realized we were spending too much money on, on a hobby, and yep. then we had to start selling beer. Right, right. And then we started really understanding, like, the business aspects of things, and the licensing, and all that. Yeah. And, you know, the first thing was, like, where do we open? Where's our real estate? Like, how yeah. do we do this? And, um... And for us, it was like, we have to be in Somerville. There, at the time, there was no one in Somerville. There yeah. were people in Everett, and, uh, you know, there were a few breweries. But... Um, and this was what year? Be here. This was in 2014, but when we were looking, it was 2013. Yeah. Um, and it took us about a year and a half to go from the idea to this place opening up. Yeah. So... Cool. To the disco party going on behind us. <laughs> It's always busy here in Aeronaut. Um, <laughs> the name Aeronaut, why? I mean, I'm guessing science background, but was it just yeah. because it wasn't taken? or? Well, that's <laughs> definitely one of the reasons. Um, we had a hard time coming up with a name. Uh, so we were coming up with all these different names. We did these like word clouds, and we were thinking about like what, you know, yeah. what is the thing that we want to convey. And we wanted something not, you know, we wanted something relatively short and somewhat punchy. And yeah. Uh, and the thing about Aeronaut that we liked was that it's, um, you know, it implies this sense of, like, adventure and a sense of invention. Definitely. Uh, and it's, like, kind of an old-timey word that you don't really hear too much anymore. So it's, like, it, it kind of conjures these images of, like, 1800s flying machines. And, steampunky. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. like, it was, like, it. it's reminiscent of this idea of, of this time when invention was like an exciting, hopeful thing. Yeah. Uh, so there's this, this sort of look to the future, adventure, invention. There's a science-y aspect of it. And so all those things kind of worked for us. We were all scientists, you know, right. background-wise. So we kind of liked the name. Uh, it wasn't taken. Uh, so that's always good. That's always a plus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, but it took us a long it's time. very more. rare these days. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. So like... We've heard countless Especially stories now. of people saying, like, what was the most inappropriate thing we could think of? And it was taken. <laughs> yep. yeah. yeah, we did that, too. Yeah. Um, but it was, like, very... For, we actually were moving faster with the business model than we were with mm -hmm. coming up with a name. Like branding it almost? Yeah. And we were like, well, we can't slow down. Like, we'll figure out the branding. But let's, you know, incorporate. And yeah. let's... TBD Brewing. Yeah. So our yeah. name is... Our company <laughs> it's actually name incorporated. is TBD Brewing. Nice. Oh, nice. really? That's yeah. hilarious. But the brand name is, is Aeronaut. So. Yeah. Like sometimes we still get, you know, shipping companies delivering hops to... They're like, hey, do you know where TBD Brewing is? Yeah. <laughs> TBD Brewing is? I'm like, oh, yeah, we're here. We're here. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. I still have the email address. Like, nice. Yeah. Nice. So. All right, before we get a little bit too much into what Aeronaut's all about, uh, Mike, rumor has it you wrote a book. Last time I was here, you were telling someone about a book that you wrote. I am, indeed. I actually, I, let me, I, I co-wrote a book okay. uh, called The Comic Book Story of Beer, available on Amazon, better booksellers book around. Um, <laughs> yes, I, di I did indeed. It was a, that was... When I say one of the sabbaticals I took in New York City, part of it was yep. because I had to do a book tour. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's Comic Book Story of Beer. It's the world's first graphic novel about beer and best. <laughs> Very cool. Um, 
<laughs> best because it it's the only, or just best uh, because it's I the best? I think there might have been others, but it's still the best. Totally. I, I believe it. I have a, a, a uh, beer has opened... Beer has opened doors in interesting, you know, like having been in this industry for a long, long enough time, it was actually really, really cool to do the book. Uh, when I say I was co-author, so I probably wrote, you know, less than half, but um, <laughs> and I didn't illustrate it. A friend of mine, a friend of ours, illustrated it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, a buddy of mine does graphic, is a graphic novelist, professional graphic novelist, is a job, and um, I actually was showing him when I was at Mayflower, like, showing him the brewery and uh, giving him, regaling him with stupid stories about brewing and oh, yeah. history and this and that. And he had the the moment of clarity to say, like, wow, there's a book here. We should uh, totally. do, we should do a dramatic reading of it for a podcast. Right? Yeah. That could be really cool. Yeah. I'm in it. As, yeah. I'm, two, I'm two different pre-mustache and post-mustache <laughs> characters. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. How did both of your journeys intertwine? Uh, like, how did you guys meet? Hmm. I, I guess no, I was actually as Matt Payanessa just walked by. Yeah. Uh, when I was working in Connecticut like, during this, when I was working in Connecticut, or after I'd worked in Connecticut, one of my assistant brewers there um, ended up. I, I had left back east, but he applied for a job here at Aeronaut, and I met all you guys, or at least you, two, you and Ben. Yeah. At the um, CBC. At CBC in Philadelphia. Delphia, um, as an as a, uh, I was one of one of our current brewers' uh, recommendation, and we just happened to be like Ben called me up and it was like, oh, I'm, I'm in Philly too, and cool. so we bumped into each other at Flying Fish Brewing, and that's where we met. We chatted, like gave my spiel on that, and uh, you know, a year later probably. Yeah, is that. when I was moved back. I was moving back, yeah. and I saw like a position for yeah. you know, director position here, and uh, yeah. So that's that's how Very a weird cool. way yep. again weird way beer opens yeah. opens doors totally. Really yeah, totally. and small world this is. Yes, yes, I get that a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you guys have grown over. You said 2014 is when you guys really kind of went hard at it. You guys growing over in the last five years or so. Um, what is the beer that you would say Aeronaut is most known for? I hate to use the word flagship, but is there a flagship? Yeah. Nandu. Yeah, probably you with Dr. Nandu. Yeah. I mean, that's... And that is the... For the listeners who don't know. That's an... Um, our, it's an American pale ale. You know, it's it's not a New England IPA. It's not a Air Bunny quotes. <laughs> it's very clear. It's gone. not a New England IPA. Okay. Yes. I would say it's... It's, it's like a West Coast. It, it's a style New England because we make it in New England, right? Yeah. And it's an actual IPA, but it's not crazy hazy. But it's not a NEIPA. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, uh, we it's have clear. some of those. We have some very great examples yeah. of yeah. that. Um, but Nandu is a you know it's a a clear amber bitter hoppy IPA. But it's it's yeah. pretty well balanced as IPAs go, and it's it's the one we've been doing. One of the long, it's the first beer we canned here. Cool. Uh, you know, on our first year, first year anniversary, that was when we started canning nice. beer, really. And so that's why it's called A Year with Dr. Nandu. Yeah. Uh, it's like a one year anniversary beer, and we, we kind of kept brewing it. And that's probably the beer we've done the most volume of. Um, yeah. But. Uh, hop Hop, too. Hop Hop, hop, hop in, in a way, way has sort of become the other beer that we brew pretty regularly, yeah. the most regularly. But. Um, 
But then every anniversary, we brew a new version of a year with Dr. Nanny. So we do two years, cool. three years, four years. This year Currently will be five, five years. <laughs> yeah, we did some test batches uh, last week. We were tasting them. We have a couple more coming you up. Bring up the right. So, so the anniversary is June twenty first. That'll be our fifth anniversary. We're, nice. we're getting plans ready for what we're gonna do. Um, and the logistical nightmare of oh yeah the we want to re-release all the years. Oh my god, the one <laughs> through wow. Yeah, so <laughs> the original, it's still not set in stone how and if this is how all going to happen. How you can do that, right. But we've, the well, logistics we're of the it. We're working on the logistics awesome. very hard. The brewing side of things, I think, is handled. But yeah. th- then there's the packaging side of yeah. putting, you know, finding room for all these and then mix, right. mix four packing. Like right. a mixed four pack. Oh, that's like, that a good so idea. Cool. Two, three, and four. Yeah. Yeah. The original plan. It's really I hard to yeah, do. Yeah, sure, yeah. yeah. But was, the idea is to do one through four in a four pack. It's like a throwback four and pack. And then five kind of and on then its five own. Five will be something. Totally. But then I thought, good idea. that seems too easy. Oh, yeah. So I had a <laughs> new idea that I'm going to try to pursue, which, which is I'm to just do about now. a five-year five pack. Can you get five pack? How do you do that? Thingers? <laughs> we'll, I have ideas. He's an engineer. He can do yeah, it. Yeah, right, right. I have some thoughts on the matter. That actually reminds me of like the 70s show at one point. One of the guys, he brought him a. Oh, I gave, I brought you a five pack, <laughs> six pack with one stuff taken we out. We just of keep it. that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! But I think, I think next year you So I think we'll do the the four pack of the four years. We'll do the four pack of the five years, and then we'll have like the if you want to some kind of like yeah. You can do the five pack of the five year. But we're only gonna do a small number. That's it's awesome. gonna be an even bigger pain in the ass. You've heard it here others. first, and Mike's yeah. also heard it I'm here first. I'm hearing it here first. Yeah, yeah right. Awesome. Mike didn't know. A lot of first yeah. going on right now. <laughs> I didn't want to worry him. So yeah. what does your test batch look like? Is it just like a homebrew five-gallon setup, or you got something oh, no. a little larger? Yeah. yeah. Well, we have, a one barrel, we have a one-barrel direct fire system. Okay. And then yeah. so do you guys just try it all and decide what you think, or do you actually put it on tap? We put it on, because we cool. do a single barrel. Cool. Pilot, yeah. so it's, you know, get a couple kegs out of it. Yeah. So we usually, we do pilot batches on the weekends, pretty much. And those go on Fridays usually, and then yeah. typically they'll kick in a day or two. Wow! Um, and sometimes you could tell, like in this case, we did two versions of this recipe that we were testing okay. out, and we kind of released them at the same time. And you could sort of tell often just by how fast they kick. If yeah. it's there on Monday, you'll yeah. have to think twice. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So we have some yeah. d- direction, but hopefully we can do a few iterations before we get to the final sure. recipe. Yeah. Okay. Is that your only way of eliciting feedback, or do you ignore the noise that is sometimes untapped? Oh, that's a good question. That's a complicated question. It's like our I favorite mean, question. It's yeah. not the only way we get feedback because we do because yeah. we actually have written feedback, so it's not I just see those. sales. Yeah. 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 So we actually get like last weekend we had piles of these little papers that everyone writes on, so we're kind of looking through those. Yeah. We do our own feedback, but yes, there's untapped, but untapped has to be understood. Kind of filtered. In its own context. Yeah, yeah. because just just looking at style to style, you know, a Pilsner is rarely going to get above, like, a four on untapped. Yeah. Which is so stupid. I'm sorry. Like, I'm going to say. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, it's like a style, you know, but a double IPA, those might do really of well. Of course. Of course. So you kind of have to compare a beer. If you want to look at a rating on untapped, you have to compare it to other beers of a similar style, I yep. think. And you also have to take into account, like, how long it's been out there. There are some True. breweries where I feel like they kind of get like a bump 
just for like their brand. Yeah. So there's a lot of little things like that, and so I think you just have to take it in the in the context that it is. Mm-hmm. For sure. I personally have nothing to do with that. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I. But has it ever? Is there I, ever been an instance where it's been helpful? Silence. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I think it's like, for example, one thing I was looking at, and you know, this gets to the scientist in me. It, mm-hmm. it bothers me a little bit, but I look at we have a, we had like three saison recipes that we had released in the last, say, in the last year that we've put on. And I was like, well, how do these all compare? They're all saisons. Maybe we should see what their untap range are. Yep. And they would ra- you know, they'd range by something like 0.05. And I'm like, well, that one's 0.05 higher. That's got to be better. Yeah. But then, you know, you have to think, is that statistically significant? How many significant figures all, are we working with? Then here? all saisons <laughs> are all within half a point. Because it's like oh, of how people a like saisons. Yeah. yeah. But you the way think about- I look at it is... Um, it's a little bit. It's it's a little bit of the lunatics running the asylum, and you know, I appreciate that beer has become more popular than ever. Totally, it's fan, but and Untapped is absolutely hundred percent part of that For because sure. people can share whatever. But as a professional brewer, it means nothing to me. Yeah. Um, those are your it's customers. A way, those are our, no, those are our, our customers, and I love, but of you know course, what? yeah. And I was sitting at the bar 15 minutes ago having great conversations with those customers about beer. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's the same way it's like uh, ratings of restaurant. It's like, yeah, you don't, you don't totally. ask, because, <clears throat> you know, people, like, home, like homebrewing, best hobby in the world. Absolute best hobby in the world. But well, I think one of the things about beer is, like, it's accessible. Brewers are accessible. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a conversational. I love that being yeah. in touch with, com- but then at the same time, it's like, yeah, I know you make five gallons of beer that your mother loves. Yeah, that doesn't mean you know how to run a brewery. Yeah, totally. they're very production very is a lot different, different than a hobby. Yeah, and as a as an analogy, it's like you know, I cook. I'm a awesome. I'm going to go home. I'm making tinga tacos tonight. They're going to be awesome. I'm so looking forward to it. I'm not going to run open a restaurant. I'm really good at cooking. Are you sure? Your food's amazing. And there's a very big difference between making food and running a restaurant. Totally. Difference between brewing beer and running a brewery. They're different things. But oftentimes, the same analogy with food, um, you aren't serving a burger to someone that's five days old. And sometimes you can't control your product in in the wild. Uh, Isn't that a frustrating thing that Untapped doesn't protect almost is... You could have a, a local packy um, have yeah, your beer on like the, collecting old. dust on the shelves. Yeah. Hopefully not in your situation, but somebody is trying a year with Dr. Nandu for the first time, and it's, and that's, it's skunk. But that's, that's on the company that, you know. That's on your distributor, I mean, right? Yeah. Well, at our distributor ourselves for yeah. monitoring them, and every brewery is in that, in that same position. You know, I mean, you're, when totally. you're comparing, uh, we have to be in charge of our own shelf life. We, we date all of our cans. So you, if you, any can you buy from us, you can see when it was packaged. Yeah. So I don't know. I can't tell everyone to take that into account when they're tasting our beer. But it's something that we think about. We also look at, we do aged beer tastings. We age all of our beer hot, uh, warm and cold. 
and you know we could show you the library. It's right over there, and you it's can like see the warm one. Oh, very yeah, cool. like, like yeah. huge quantities yeah. of of cans that we just are keeping, so that we can be keeping track of every lot, every every date that we yeah. package, and for for that reason, so we can be aware at least of how they're aging, and under what conditions. You know, if we have a New England IPA that's been sitting warm for three months, is that expected to be something people can drink? And we make sure our distributors know that. And we fortunately work with a pretty small distributor, uh, Craft Collective, who's a lot more in tune with that kind of stuff. So, yeah. I don't know. Um, not to get too well, sidetracked, but like, I was going to say, the other, the other thing about Untapped and just that whole way of looking at beer in general is that what you're looking at is like an average rating of, you know, a thousand people or a few yeah. thousand people. And what you're trying to decide is, is this beer good or is it as good as this beer should be for what it is, you know? Yeah. And an average, right, you're always going to end up with a number like somewhere most likely between, let's say, three and four, three and four and a half. At, like everything somehow ends up there because you're averaging. And when I'm looking at like a beer that I could be proud of, like that I could be proud that we put out there, it's not necessarily one that everyone is going to say is amazing. True. Yeah. It's one that people who like that beer love that beer. And then it's okay if there's people who hate it, as long as it's, it's doing what it's supposed to do, you know? Right. It's the whole like Chuda style versus what yeah. you like to drink kind of a thing. You yeah, know? yeah. And the example yeah. I always think of, come back to, is like, the pickle beer, right? It's like, it's kind of a weird thing. <laughs> but you could imagine that, like, there's people out there who are like, oh my God, there's a beer that's like pickles. Yeah. That, and then they try it and they're like, this is exactly what I wanted. Right, it's amazing. Right. And then there's going to be the other 90% of people who are like, whoa, why'd you do this? This yep. is disgusting. <laughs> and that's a great beer. Another reason yeah. it's wonderful to have a one barrel pilot system. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yes. Yes. No, definitely. No, no, no. We don't need 30 barrels. <laughs> but right, like, you, if you're not like freaking some people out, or, or like turning some people off once in a while like you're not certainly you're not being experimental right totally and you're also probably creating like some pretty bland you know not too exciting stuff so yep so it's hard to look take a number and, and, and understand that for sure it's all <clears throat> another thing is you know, so yeah there's av- of course there's value in untapped those are the customers those are people who buy the beer you know that's what we're in business for yeah um but we also do our best to um, <clears throat> tra- internally train people for sensory analysis so that we can you know, we can do it ourselves, you know, like in, in a certain way. Yeah. Obviously, what the customer wants, but then also it, a customer wants and it's feed it's it's remote feedback, but it's feedback from the customer. We also have internal. Um, you know, QC, an internal sensory program. And then, as Ron alluded to, we also have, you know, write on the back of your menu your impressions of the beer and throw yeah. them in this thing and win yeah. a T-shirt. And so we get, so we're getting multiple feedback. feedback. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how we make our decisions. And, you know, honestly, at the end of the day, we make the beer that we want to drink at the end of the day. So going along with that, how do you pick what beers you're brewing? Do you have like a journal? You just something comes to you and you just write it down? The we, menu meeting. We have a called the menu meeting. We okay. have a, um, we do them every, I think, twice a month. Maybe That's once every right. three weeks or something. Yeah. 
and um, we kind of block them off. We call it X, Ys, and Zs, and they're basically a month at a time. Yeah. And so, our, um, you know, an X cycle, there's X, Y, Z. Z cycle is throw it on the wall and see what sticks. Yep, yep. Like Once pickle it beer? Gets, like pickle <laughs> beer, okay, right. Cool. Well, that's cool. where pickle beer gets on the Z cycle. Right. By the time it gets to X, we've realized, yes, yeah, something we want to do, but do we want to make 30 barrels of it? Right, no. right. So it gives us, it gives it, like I said, see what sticks. Yep. Y cycle, moving back, is like, so that, so Z cycle is three months in the future. Yep. Y cycle is, okay, these are working, you'll get, again, 75% of our beers are rebrews of yeah. stuff we've done. Totally. You know, so like we can, a lot of it we fill in, you know, even for a Y, we know yeah. we're going to need this much hop hop, we're going to need this much Nandu, we're going to need this, yeah. that, 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 coming down the pike. But then it's like we have these other brew slots, and so those are the ones, the gray area, like, Exciting. Gotta fill and so in, in a wise yeah. a Z cycle, there's time to proto stuff. There's time to whatever. Mm-hmm. Once it gets into the Y cycle, that means we should basically have a recipe ready. Yep. Um, not necessarily hundred percent nailed down, but then when it moves into these X cycle, that's you know, again everybody. X cycle is when I put stuff in the computer. Yeah. yeah, it's like, okay, th- we need a, because yeah. I have to order ingredients based on right. this. So we, it has to be locked in. Yeah. So we need a name, which is, we can, if we want to talk about that. Hard, <laughs> recipes, easy. Names, impossible. I can imagine. Yeah. It's impossible. Impossible. Um, but so at that, yeah, so that's how we kind of like, we have this kind of three-month horizon. And then every couple of weeks we revisit, revisit it. Yeah. And hone it in and hone it in and yeah. hone it in and hone it in. Cool. Mm. So then the names, now I have to know, how do you come up with the names? <laughs> yeah. Well, we have this. Just like pull everyone here. <laughs> let's just say we've tried a lot of different I can methods, imagine, yeah. Um, and where we've landed most recently is this idea of like a naming committee. <laughs> so we'd have like people yep. from different parts of the company yep. that ideally are like, meeting and and kind of going through the list of what's coming up that needs a name yeah where do the names come from like well we have this weird spreadsheet that has been around for probably three or four years now and it's it's not doesn't need to be a spreadsheet but it's people just use it because it's you know it's just this like open sheet of cells and you can just pick any cell and put an idea in it. Yeah. And so now it's just like a whole bunch of ideas <laughs> before awesome. you. A whole bunch and of ridiculous ideas. Most yeah. of ridiculous which ideas. Never, yeah, we'll never, never, never see the market. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we have like, we don't have any rules per se, but we have certain guidelines. Like there are things we as a brand try to avoid. Of course. Yeah. You know, we don't do a lot of punny names, even though mm-hmm. I'm all for puns. I just think. When it's something that you say over and over again, it gets a little they tired kind of as a brand. Yeah, yeah. So that's like one thing we don't do. We also have this like, when you think about a year with Dr. Nandu, I don't know what you think about, but most people, there's no necessarily like a story there, right? It's like they have an idea of what that means, right? right? But it's not. You just kind of create a story. Yeah. And yeah. I have a story, but I don't need to tell you what the story right. is because you have your own story. Right. Totally. And so. 
the thing that branding. I like about yeah. it is yeah. It's, yeah. it is what you want it to be. Totally. But it, it, it implies a story, but it doesn't tell it. And I think those are the best kind of brand names for us. Mm-hmm. Um, they're kind of like whimsical and they're, you know, we live in this like, our brand lives in this like other universe. I'd say you guys are kind of in a whimsical, yeah, yeah. different universe. So, like, so I don't totally. want to have a, b- a beer that's like named after a celebrity or something that brings it back to earth. <laughs> right. Yeah. I want something right. that's like, you know, that could happen anywhere. Keep in the clouds. Like kinda. Star Wars, you know, yeah, a long time yeah. ago in a galaxy far, far away. So they're not going to be talking is. about yeah. like specific cultural references, you right. know? Right, right. Um, so it's, it's close enough, but it almost has that separation that you... Yeah. Can, yeah. 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 So with all those they constraints... Be, they should be invitations. Yeah. Not necessarily descriptions. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That said, we've broken that, all those rules. That said, we've broken all the rules. <laughs> yeah. Have, like, Iris Stout is called Iris Stout. Well, yeah. I, mean, I would that's say that's that not happens, a good name. Right? Some yeah. beers don't get names. Yeah, some yep, beers yep. don't need names. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Iris Stout, I mean... Mm-hmm. We do have a whole Iris series Stout. of beers where we just by d- deliberately don't name them. And that's the NFB beers. And the Hopbacks beers. And the Hopbacks. So Hopbacks, you know, experimental hop. Okay. So yeah. really just we like to explore one hop, yep. see what it tastes like, kind of use it by itself usually. Yep. And so that we just call it whatever the hop is, Hopbacks, yeah. Machuica, or whatever it is. Um, and then the NFB are just beers that are, uh, you so know, true to style. Non-fancy beer. <laughs> yeah. Love it. So Part of that like, came, yeah. Well, another thing going, awesome. he, going back to the menu meetings, they kind of started out where it was probably a couple of years ago, coming in and looking at the menu. So we have at least twelve beers on mm-hmm. all the time, and like ten of them are IPAs. Yeah, which happens. It does. Yeah, but the, that's why we call it menu meeting because, it, and we actually have distribution people, we have tap room people involved in that. And that's what the reason. That's it's not coincidental that it's called a menu meeting because this is how do we fl- keep our menu fresh? Yeah. How do we balanced, keep our menu yeah. balanced? Mm-hmm. How do we keep it like relevant? Relevant. Yeah. 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 Um. So a lot of that, like the the menu meeting, uh, lost my train of thought there. But, but yeah. it sounds like the most important person could be. No, and I'm not saying that the beer tenders here are the lowest level, but they're the the front line. They're seeing they they're, you know, they're seeing the, the people, line. so it's yeah. it's very important to have their yeah. opinion. I'm totally. guessing is what where right. you're going. Um, let's just talk about your charity. You guys do a ton of charity um, here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I noticed on there you guys are doing something for Irish immigration. And correct me if I'm incorrect with that with the Irish stout. Irish stout. stout yeah. yeah, we are donating a. I think it was. It's a dollar a pint. Is it a dollar pint? I don't want to say the wrong thing. But yeah, so every year, um, I think for the last couple of years, we've done something like this with, you know, with St. Patty's Day. When we started out when we do the um, Irish Stout, and we didn't want to just do like a St. Patty's Day, like where we're like, all right, let's like dress up like leprechauns <laughs> and drink green beer. Like we want it to be uh, a little more meaningful. Yeah, you know? no, totally. I that's, mean, that's, that's not to say we didn't we all appreciate like, that. you know do the St. Patty's Day party <laughs> yeah, here. You yeah, know? but like um, we try to make it a little more like culturally involved mm-hmm. I don't know um, so part of that is is you know actually giving a portion of proceeds to I think it was the Irish Immigrant Center um, and they don't they do a lot of work for Irish immigrants but also I think just immigrants in general which is cool um, yeah and so I think uh, we did we very, I think, very on brand for Somerville too yeah yeah, yeah, yeah true true 
So yeah, so that's what we're doing this year for the for this beer. But we do a lot of things like that. We do the uh, ales for ALS beer. Mm-hmm. Um, we do Pink Boot Society. Pink yeah. Boot Society. We yeah. do um, the Black Ale Project. We do the um, we do one. It's called Pink People uh, Power. We do people. We did People Power. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That was ACLU. Yeah. We oh do, yeah, we do something um, every fall for, for the pink. Um, it's like a no, breast cancer. The breast cancer. It's a uh, pink. Uh, pint, pink. Pink. <laughs> what is it? It's pink beers. Yeah, it's pink beers. Yeah. But I don't remember what it's, what it's yeah, actually. I forgot the, their the, URL. The promo is called. <laughs> you can look it up later. Look yeah. it up there you go. You'll, you'll edit that. Out. Yeah, we'll, we'll find it. We'll give it to you on your website. Yeah. But uh, so we do a lot of things like that. But that to me, yeah. those are like straight donations. Drink pink. Typically. Drink, drink pink. pink. Yeah. There you go. So is that important for you guys when you're starting? I mean, to be charitable like that, or was that ingrained in you? Like I, I would say more so than being charitable. In itself, I'd say the way we would describe it as being uh, a part of and ingrained in, in our community. Cool. Yeah. And yeah. what we often say is like we kind of amplify the voice of our community, mm-hmm. or we use beer as an engine to promote uh, organizations and, and causes in our community. Yeah. Because, for example, if you look at this space, it's enormous, and on a most weeknights, uh, it would be hard to fill a place this big. Um, but we, because it's big and we're here, we can allow people to come in. Like if they want to do fundraisers, we allow people to come in and like use the use space. Use the space, totally. And, we, and you know, if they bring people in who are gonna get some beer, like we don't have to charge them for the space. And so essentially, what's happening is like the beer is helping fund this. It's this. almost like a co-op, almost kind of. Yeah, loosely. I mean that's more or less how it's how it's turned out. And so in in many ways, beer is what's funding all these different endeavors. So. If you look at even just the bands that we have, like we support the arts by having artists, by having bands play here. Yep. And we don't do door. We always do free events. And so the, the brewery is paying them, but we're paying them through, through the sale of beer. So everything yeah. comes back to having beer, supporting the community, and the community comes back and they buy more beer and it kind of just keeps, keeps working. It's a big and circle, yeah. So a lot of that is like, some of that is, turns out to be charitable stuff. Uh, charitable events and things like that, but but I think more of our DNA is the is the building of community and having those relationships. A couple of things that you know, as someone who was not here at the founding of this brewery, that I find very attractive about Aeronaut and what drew me to want to be a part of this is um, one, you know, we we have a two hundred and something capacity and no parking lot basically. Yeah, true. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we have a couple spots down the street, but like the fact that we can fit, you know, as someone, you know, as an urban person, yeah, the fact that we can fill this place without it being in the giant strip mall, you know, the fact we are like legitimately like right in the middle of Somerville. Yeah, people ride their bikes here, people walk here, people take the bus here. There's not even a train stop close. You know, (laughs) that to me, and like we still fill the place every night. We'll have a line on a Friday or Saturday night. It's always full whenever I've been here. It's just like. You know, it gives me a kind of hope for humanity that, you know, you don't have to drive. <laughs> you don't have to, to have a car. No, you yeah. have to drive somewhere to drink beer and then yeah. drive home. Yeah. You know? Right, and, right. And I think that's the, honestly, that's where sev- that's why there are 7,000 breweries in this country. But that's the beauty yeah. of They're Somerville, not going to be 7,000 right? yeah. Harpoons or Anheuser-Busch right. or New Belgiums. Right. They're going to be 7,000 Aeronauts. Yep. 
because it's we're a neighborhood. It's we're, local watering. We're water. the weird, right. funky neighborhood brewery yeah. that your your neighbor has a art installation here or an event or their band is playing. Yeah, you come here or you meet your friends here on a Saturday afternoon before whatever. Um, that I find that's really cool. Yeah. And actually, hearkening back to actually when Ron was talking about distribution and all that and controlling the beer and you were like you were at another thing is we sell half of our beer across the bar here and that is another like or 40 percent probably 40 something like that something like that 40? i want to say i want to say 25 percent uh, <laughs> i don't know about that we'll do the math but a we sell a significant yeah. amount yeah. of our yeah. beer and we actually, honestly, we probably make more money selling beer across the bar here. You know, but it, is, it also, we also gives sell us beer more at, at our beer gardens. At our beer, that's so that right. A lot good. of the draft, yeah. but that's still us selling as us in control. As an entity, so yeah. We don't necessarily, you know, like obviously we we um, we send our beer out through dis- distribution, but a lot of it is, Aaron, you know, people coming to us for the beer. Yeah. And that, that model is really is a very very old model. And it's still works. Back. It's yeah. a new model too. Yeah. It took a you know a hundred years or so. <laughs> it took a break. Um, a break, <laughs> but now it's coming back, and that's why yeah. there are so many breweries. It's, right. it's like this is the new model. In this area, you can, in a fifteen-mile radius, you can name six, seven, it's a eight, bunch of breweries, fifteen different yeah. breweries, whatever. Yeah. Um, how do you guys stand out? Well, you may have already answered it, but you know, <laughs> sounds good. good. Question. Good looks. <laughs> oh, definitely. Handsomest. The mustache. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I would say people know Aeronaut, you know, for not just the beer that we make, which I would say is, you know, pretty diverse and, exper- you know, experimental. But I would say people know us for not just the beer, but for the experiences they associate with that beer. The like, community. Yeah, the community. And like, like Mike was saying, um, we have a lot of people who drink our beer. A lot of the volume of our beer is is beer that we're handing to to the customer, yeah. either here or at our beer gardens or at you know, yeah. even the occasional festival or whatever. Um, and I think early on it was pretty clear to us that it was important to have not just good beer, but uh, when your people come to the to our tap room and have our beer, to have a really positive association with that beer. Yeah. Um, and I think we have a really like sort of outsized personality for the amount of for amount of beer we make. I think a lot of people know us for the amount of things we do, uh, for the big beer garden events, for the amount of musicians we have here for the shows. Uh, so I think that integration um, is one of the things that is defining for or us. Or the library events, or the bicycling events, yeah. or the yeah, the multitude of different events. Fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So I would say that's true. I mean, I think we make really good beer. I think we have a really good uh, quality program here. And, um, you know, we have this crazy lab where we can do a lot of that stuff and do experimental things, uh, test out new ingredients, things like that. And we have our pilot system. So we have a lot of ways we can test new recipes and kind of keep trying to push the envelope there. Um, But we can't, you know, we are a very event-driven and, like, experience-driven place. Right. And, and I just think about, like, you know, when you think about your favorite ex- foods or your favorite uh, drinks, 
a lot of those are going to be things that you probably remember from childhood having positive associations there, yeah with. yeah you know it's not just the the beer itself it's not just you know it comes down to what do you remember doing when you had that beer what yeah. so that's why you guys don't have a red dog clone beer here <laughs> <laughs> or schlitz clone right like, yeah that's right. why i still have the scar on yeah. my tongue yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. right right yeah exactly <laughs> it was a great experience for you uh, <laughs> but i just think like when we were starting out when we were going to start the brewery we did like some some research, you know, by which yep. I mean we drove around the country and drank a lot and like went to breweries yep. and stuff. Yep. It's awesome. <laughs> and Someone has to do it. I yeah. was gonna say, so, yeah, definitely. And like some of those are my like most intense memories of like being at a brewery or like yeah. going to Bell's or going to. Uh, I remember going to Cigar City back then, and <laughs> and I was like, I was just blown away by like just not just how. It was this giant space, and it was full, and it was like a weekday, and they had like 20 different beers on, and they were doing some outrageous stuff, like kumquat sour. I remember the kumquat (laughs) sour, and like every single thing I had, I was like, this is really good. This is really good. How do they do all these good beers? Who's doing this? You know, and who knows, like, if today I would go back to that exact same experience, if I would have even think the beer was as good as I I did at the moment. But that's not the point. You yeah. know, the point is that it, ha- it was the overall package and the experience. And uh, I, I believe the beer was very good. But, um, <laughs> but sometimes you can be jaded Could be if wrong. you go yeah, to yeah. this amazing tap space. Yeah, and you have totally. this subpar beer. The subpar beer suddenly becomes good because, you know, you're there with the, whole experience you know, the most beautiful beer person is, you've ever been with. You know? Beer yeah. is an yeah. experience. Yeah, beer yeah. definitely. And that's why, oh, what's the best? Like, that's my sort of standard... When people, oh, what's the best? Everyone always out. What's the best beer? It's like whatever one I happen to be drinking at that yeah. moment. Because <laughs> of course we're drinking none right now. We should have <laughs> bartenders over here. <laughs> um, but that's part. Of, yeah, it's like that. And, and in this day and age, you know, going back to the Untapped, going back yeah, to the Seven Hundred. Yeah, it's like there's tons of good beer everywhere. So and that, much, like yeah. it's so. Yeah, there are some not great ones, but you know what? It's there's so many great beers. And I'm just enjoying the variety of it. Is like, For sure. That's the strength is yeah. it's in its variety. Yeah. And that's the strength of our... I think that's one of the things that I personally like about when you talk about what sets Aeronaut apart is our... Not, like, not only the variety of the beers, but the variety of people that come here. The variety... You know, like we're in a funky neighborhood and we get funky people that come. And it's like, it's really cool. Love it. yeah. In this world of... Or the beer world of... You know, white guys with facial hair. It's awesome to have diversity. Diversity, totally, yeah. Yeah. and re- refreshing. Yeah. It is. Yeah, and that's, for sure. We see a huge surge of diversity with like Pink Boots Society Absolutely. of women, uh, and you guys did an awesome Pink Boots beer, from what I've heard. Yeah. Um, and you guys have a very diverse staff here as well. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I'm not sure. You don't just hire based upon like I need to hit certain marks. You just hire the the right people, correct? Yeah, I mean, and everyone's got a crazy path that led them here. Every single yeah, person sure. has a crazy yeah, path that led them sure. here. But, and you know, not having a ton of brewing experience is not precluding you from a bad job here. Yeah, you know, if you pretty much everyone who's on in our brewing staff, you know, in in the best way possible, is just like a bunch of random people that weren't necessarily. They were like right place, right time. Yep. When we needed some, you know, it's like, yep. oh, the most qualified person to walk through the door. And we're like, well, right at this moment, you know, we don't really need it. But then 
one of, you know, one of our brewers, she's like, I won't go into the detail, but it's like, she's just the right person for the, at the moment, like, in yeah. zero chance of her getting a job at a brewery, but ended up here, and it's like, it worked. Wow, we, it worked. Yeah. yeah. She actually came up with a pink boots recipe. Very cool. With tutelage. Very cool. Uh, awesome. Actually, Massachusetts, we were down in uh, Denver, or over, up, over, over, over in Denver. Yeah. Kind of over. Down yeah. and over a little. Something and like that. High. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but it's fun, like you mentioned the Pink Boots Society. Uh, Massachusetts, shout out. They got, yeah, Brian's Massachusetts doing a great job, is yeah. the best. We're the, kicking ass. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Yeah. And there was like rounds of applause with Matt. Like Massachusetts is like funding. Pink boots. Pink boots. Period. Yeah. 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 Period. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So what's next for you guys? Or whatever you want to let us know what's next. Hmm. Actually, along with that too, I know you guys have a beer garden. Is that new this year, or is that have you done it in the past? No. We have two beer gardens this summer, and I can tell you about them because we actually did the press release for one of them today. Okay. Um, Aeronaut Alston. That's what I was reading about today. Yeah. So that we um, we've been doing. This will be our fourth season. And it's over at at a uh, two sixty seven Western Ave in Alston, so it's kind of okay. near like that Harvard Stadium area. Yeah. Um, it's at Zone Three, uh, which Zone is a sort of Harvard sparked <laughs> initiative. So we work um, with some people over there. Uh, it's like a kind of Harvard owned space. Some and, wicked uh, smart people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, not as uh, smart as the MIT people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, of yeah, course yeah, not. Yeah. But it's basically <laughs> this like big this like kind of property with like these couple couple old buildings on it. Yeah. And we kind of the first couple of years we were there, we were running this beer garden in essentially a driveway. Nice. And it was very like thrown together yeah. and we did jockey boxes and stuff. Yeah. Very awesome. awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. And it it worked. Um but it was so it worked out so well and we had so much local support, like a lot of people coming out, not necessarily just our regular customers coming over there, that uh, we were able to uh, expand it. And then the third year we had, uh, we kind of expanded into this side, we call it like the side yard, but it's this other side of the building where there's actually trees and grass. Oh, nice. And they put in like an it's amphitheater and built everything. built to suit yeah. for, awesome. this beer garden. Yeah. for this beer garden. Cool. So it's like literally it's like trees with <laughs> lights hanging off them. It's yeah. awesome. It's That's really cool. idyllic. It's Can't like then to go. Yeah. the old parking lot that people used to stand in in the sun. Yeah, now yeah. It's now food, food trucks. trucks. Go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the food trucks go on the parking lot side. Yeah. There's some tables. Which we makes sense. Right, right. It's great. And so we got like nice, now we have kegerators and a fridge there. So it's like we have really good Quality service, kind of legit yeah. now. <laughs> um, so it's been People last year. People can bring the first their dogs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So when does that um, launch? For you that launch is May fifteenth. Cool. It's a Wednesday. We do it Wednesday, Thursday, Friday every week okay. uh, from May fifteenth till the middle of September. Cool. So by the um, time this this airs, you guys can enjoy the yeah that, yeah yeah Definitely. yeah. And that Friday. Uh, we'll do like so. The Wednesday is like the first well, day. It's but three Fridays like three days the a week. Yeah. Wednesday, was, Thursday, Friday. It was Wednesdays yeah. and Fridays, and I was, so we added. And originally, yeah. it was just Wednesdays. Holy so shit! It's Good kind of you expanded. Yeah. Definitely yeah. So, awesome. But the Friday will be like our kickoff party, the seventeenth. Yeah. Um, and the so the, we have Cat right there. Uh, performing, so we have some like, really good music and. But and we've also expanded the capacity track. Yeah, that's true. So this year, I think the first year it was unclear—hundred or two hundred people <laughs> we could have. Yeah. 
Last year we we Heavily bumped it up to three fifty, right? yeah. and now it's like four hundred fifty, and we were wow. pretty Which much is like full. twice That's as huge. much as this building right. that yeah. we're in. Yeah. Right. It, it fills up especially early season, so I can imagine. I imagine it'll be awesome, full, like great music, great beer. Yeah. Like it's the best place in the summer. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, so that's one beer garden. Right, and you have two. And the other one is going to be our second year in Arlington. Okay. Uh, Aeronaut Arlington, mm-hmm. and that's in Arlington Center. Cool. Nice. Uh, and if you know, if you take the bike path out there, yep. there's right, this place yeah. where you have to cross the intersection to continue on the Minuteman. Yep. And right there, there's a little park where like the little train tracks cut through. Okay. And that's called Whitmore Park, and so it's right in the center of town. And that's where we do these summer beer gardens. I mean, awesome. I took the uh, I took the liberty yep, of ordering yep. a couple more beers. Oh, oh that's cool. Nice. Cool. This Thank is you. the Thanks. Little River Lager. Oh, okay, oh, cool. Nice. Nice. Thanks. Thank you so much. Um, Thanks, yeah, Thank so you. that that was just approved, actually. Um, Dude, look at that. La- not this Monday. Not bad for unfiltered beer. Not bad. Huh? Yeah, cheers. Right? Not bad at all. Cheers. And you can see through it. Weird. Yeah, it's oh, like, like, it's <laughs> like you can read the newspaper through it. I can see my fingerprints. Oh, weird. It's unfiltered. That's cool. lager yeast. Delish. Are you yeah. telling me that you yeah. don't have to? Have, good beer doesn't have to be hazy. <laughs> Actually, this. <laughs> not interrupt. I know, we right? Talk about Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> good beer. Um, nice foam. Too. Yeah, um, very nice head to it. Sure. But I was, uh, yeah, but that's pretty much it. So that's starting. That's going to be only on Saturdays. Okay. Every yeah. Saturday, uh, 7, no, sorry, 12 noon to 7 p.m. Also, we're going to bring music out there. We have a temporary stage we set up. Yeah. That's really in a park. So it's everything is built up and, and put away at the end of every day. Yeah. Um, Jeez, that's a, that's a it's, big undertaking. It's yeah. an undertaking. Yeah. But we, we kind of streamlined it last year. We have a lot of systems for managing Definitely. that. And, yeah. uh and uh, we're going to work with local food vendors there that they're going to come out and set up in the in the beer garden. So that's happening starting June 1st. And then we're doing every Saturday with, with Sundays as our kind of rain date reserves. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so that's all coming up this summer. Uh, and that's pretty much like what's on the horizon in terms of uh, events and stuff. Yeah. Five-year anniversary. Five-year Five anniversary, anniversary is happening what, here. What's the specific date for that? So the the anniversary is the twenty first, which I believe is a Friday. Yeah. Of May, summer solstice. June. Yep. June. June. Sorry. Okay. June twenty first, first yep. day of summer. That was the day we opened. So that's you know. Perfect. It's great. Well done. Uh, yeah, we we were like, this is the day. Uh, so. <laughs> it was the day that we just got all our licenses signed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we were able to finagle it because. Yeah. We had some time till we had to brew the beer, and we're like, uh, this is our target. And yep. Awesome. So that'll happen. Uh, so that's a Friday, and we're going to do like a Friday-Saturday kind of birthday celebration where we're still getting the bookings for some of the musicians. I think we get some really good musicians out here. Cool. We've got those beer specials that yeah. I talked about that I'm like really excited about getting right yeah. and uh, putting out all those old labels again because each one of those had their own artwork. Yeah. Cool. Yep. All the art for those cans is Raul Gonzalez the third. Uh, he did all the Nandu labels. Yep. Does um, he do other labels for you guys, or just he does? A bunch of them? He yeah. did Hop Hop, I, you know, a bunch of labels. Doesn't do Robot all of them. Robot Crush. Yep. Um, we do have other artists we work with. Um, so there's that event. Uh, then we also have more. Sooner than that, we have some new beers. Uh, just this week, we had uh, some of the parts come which out. Yeah, which delicious. I drank. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So that's very a, proud of that. Three way, first ever three way collab. Ooh. Mm-hmm. In nice. Somerville with. 
Winter Hill and Remnant. Cool. Oh, oh awesome. nice. Yeah. Love so Remnant. we all yeah, kind of yeah. put our heads together. I love that you guys can work together like was that. It, like, actually, yeah. that's the, about the industry. I think it's so uh, cool. Yeah. They just sort of, they're uh, Jeff Rowe, who owner of uh, Owner Brewer yep. up at Winter Hill, yep. and Charlie Cummings. Charlie, yeah. Um, and I, I used to work at Harpoon with them oh, cool. a million years yep. ago. So I know each other. I remember teaching them. Nice. How to run the filter <laughs> and stuff like that. That's 15 awesome. years ago. Yeah. So, so it's kind of, and we're all happy to be brewing within a mile of right, each other. Right, right. Of, of course. Awesome. That is cool. That's awesome. I love, yeah. I love collaboration brews. I think it's a, it's a cool way to show that the beer industry is really different than any other industry. You don't see Apple and Samsung yeah. collaborating. Yeah, and that's just the best way them. to kind of show it. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And you guys are making, trying to make the best beer, and you're a mile and a half away. Down, yeah. You know? yeah. Well, that one was really cool because they... We kind of all got together, and we got some of the parts. And we, S-U-M. Ours is S-U-M of the parts. And theirs is S-O-M-E of the parts. And yeah. so it was like we basically made up this California, you know, like we took California common beer, but we turned it into Somerville common. Yeah. yeah. And we used, you know, three different types of hops. Each of them used some of them, two of them. Yeah. So we kind of yeah. like, they're all variations on the theme. Yeah. And actually I tried them all three next to each other. They're different, but the same, which is perfect. Will this be a one-time beer? Or is this something that you maybe will be brewing again in the future? Mm, that's kind of Ron's decision. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking again. about this. We've gotten a very good. It's delicious. Uh, it's delicious. It is really yeah. good. Super oh, and on top drinking. of that, like, so we so we did the canned version, and then it, they each did it on draft. Yeah. Um, and so I think right now you can get them all. Right um, now. Right now. You can get them all. So <laughs> I think two weeks, it's probably, not. probably worth doing again. I think it's a good recipe. Uh, I think it kind of came together really well. It wouldn't be that much effort on our part if we were like, hey, let's just do this one more time. We already yeah. kind of did a lot of Because we have work. a name and a label, which are the hardest parts. Right, yeah. right. And the label is a collab it's itself awesome. because the label is the artwork which is made by two different artists oh, in cool. two different paintings. And you can see them both hanging the, up in the... The actual the, oh, really? the the oil painting. Oh, yeah. nice. out in the awesome. the and, you know, one is Adam O'Day, who he's done a few other um, labels for us in the past. Yeah. And he's, he's actually like, trained as, like, a fine artist, so he does a lot of, like, really, uh, like, detailed paintings. Yeah. Uh, and then he worked with this, uh, this other artist, Septic, who was originally out of Somerville, did a lot of work in Somerville as a, as I understand it, like a... A graffiti artist, pretty much, and they work together on this. It's a this. great combo. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. They, they did this synthesis of like this this recipe, and it's sort of like an ode to Somerville in this collaboration, and it's like these very Somerville houses uh, on the label that you know, mm. like with the porches and yeah. like the wires overhead and yeah. everything. And then in the this horizon, there's Fulu this like stuff going on. Yeah, this like space monster, <laughs> like, you know, on the horizon. So the label's awesome. Uh, it's like urban meets Mission to Mars. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was cool. And then the other thing coming up, uh, beer-wise, Porch uh, Fest is the Porch Beer. Yeah. So Porch uh, Fest Porch is May Fest. 11th yeah. this year. It's yeah. like our favorite holiday of the year. Yeah. Um, it's the drinking beer outside holiday. Yeah. I mean, just go no around. No one hassles you for right, walking down right. the street with like, a beer. Yeah. And I didn't say that. You know, <laughs> allegedly. 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 Yes. <laughs> Yeah, you you drink beer on your property legally, yeah. <laughs> on your and you dispose of the beer, yep. and then you go to another property, right. <laughs> someone yeah, else's. That's yeah, that's how that works. Yeah. But um, so every year we've for the past, this is I think our third year doing it. We've done a porch beer, 
and it's designed to be drink on your porch or yep. your friend's porch. Yep. And uh, this year we're donating portion proceeds to the Somerville Arts Council, who oh, actually cool. puts on so Porch last Fest. Yeah. Last actually, year, all it was, years it we was, did. We always do a donation oh, to the arts, last but last year we did it to School, School of Honk. Honk. School of Honk. Okay. Cool. Oh, yeah, nice. <laughs> but uh, that's how we do that beer, and that's coming out, uh, I guess, the week of Porch Fest. Yeah. So it'll be the, uh, the 9th, I think. It's the 11th. It's the 11th. And yeah. we also, with well, that beer. That's the Porch Fest day, but I think. That's the Porch Fest day, yeah, yeah. That weekend, two days before. Two days, the Thursday. Yeah, I we are also, um, which I think is really cool, is uh, bands, official bands who are actually on the Somerville Arts Council list. Um, we give them like a coupon and they can come in and get a free case of beer. Cool. For nice. playing at the festival. Yeah. Donate. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so you guys, a couple, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, you guys did something with a band for a beer, correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you did a, a song the Lights giveaway. Out. Yeah, Lights Out. Yeah, so we did that. A couple times. We, yep. Yeah, twice. Um, they kind of released an album on on the can of beer. So basically they had the album, and then we worked with them to do the artwork and the name of the beer and the can design. And the beer was sort of like designed to be complementary to the, to the style of the music. And they released the album in like a, basically like a link on the can. The first time we did it was um, a couple of years ago. It was this beer called Intergalactic Trip. And it was for their album. I think it was just called Trip was their album name. And uh, it was like a galaxy-based IPA. Yeah. Uh, it was actually like a really strong IPA. But it was supposed to be this like paradoxical, like, you know, imperial IPA that's as easy to drink as a session. You know, yeah. that was like the yeah. idea because it was supposed to kind of mesh with the vibe of their album, which is yeah. this like paradox of space heavy travel, but, heavy but digestible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that time they did like you tweet at us, trip me, and then we'll send you the link to the album. Yeah. That's cool. And you get that, you know. But uh, this time we actually did it through Spotify with like a link on the can. I think that's how it's done. So you like just had your phone and you pointed at the can and then it would take you to the album. Yeah, yeah. the second one was the most recent one is uh, X Ray Night Vision. Right. It's a black IP. It's one of my favorite beers that we make. Vision, so. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So before we say our adieus at the end, uh, what's in your fridge at home? What are you guys drinking? Aeronaut. <laughs> Actually, I just put a bottle of Cantillon in the fridge. Oh, uh, it's always a good one. Yeah, that I've been I've been like sort of sitting on for a while, and I'm yeah. like, it's time, it's time to put that in, yeah. get it ready. Uh, so that's one of them. And then I have I have these really nice um, beers from Allagash, a Ooh. bunch of their like spontaneous mm-hmm. uh, beers. Yeah, I had this one called Little Sal. Have you had that? It's like the blueberry. I don't know. No, I've had no. that one. That one was really nice. Okay, um, I just had the hibiscus like, one beers. from them. That was. Awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, they do so like they do really good, um, you know, barrel age and spontaneously ferment. All their yeah. sours are like love really their nice. spontaneous fermentation stuff. It's, it's yeah. different. It's really good. And I have some beers from Scotland from Loch Lomond Brewery. Ooh. We were talking about doing a collaboration with. Sweet. I was just out there and I visited them. Yeah. So I brought some back with me. Cool. Very cool. Uh, so that's what's in my fridge. I have Miller High Life in my fridge. Cool. <laughs> And Pat's Love Blue it. Ribbon. Love it. Because sometimes you just want a beer. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. And I have Orval, because it's the best yep. beer in the world. Because sometimes you just want a beer. Because <laughs> sometimes you just want the best beer yeah, in the yeah, world. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I thought you didn't answer that question. I thought it was the uh, beer that you drink. Uh, 
or and an, uh, Bone Creek. Frank Bone, yeah. Bone Creek. Good stuff. Good, good, good stuff. What else do I have in my fridge? Water. Bubble water. Because sometimes when you get water, home, you, you just know, want just bubble water. water. Yeah. Is there a specific type of bubble <laughs> water that, that you like? Uh, cranberry lime. You should, <laughs> you should get Topo Chico being an Austin Oh, yeah, guy. yeah, yes, absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Although the glass bottles. I ride my bike around. I, like I the, saw at CVS. They oh, really? Have the pl- plastic ones. Okay. Recyclable wow. plastic. Yeah, yeah. Like, um... Yeah, what else do I have in my fridge? I've got some that's uh, some of the new Trappist, uh, Spencer Trappist. Yep. Mm. That's good stuff. And there's yep. a, that new one in Switzerland. I forget the name of it. Yep. I found a bottle of theirs recently. I haven't tried it yet, but I'm looking forward to it. I love, the, I love that there are more Trappist beers in the world. Yeah. yeah. That's and really, like, really cool. How cool is there one in Massachusetts? There, you know, yeah. Actually, we were going back. We so talking cool. about writing the book, right? So yeah. while we were writing the book, not only do we have to re-edit four 3,500 to 4,500 to 5,500 breweries oh, in geez. the course of writing writing the book. <laughs> yeah. I also had to rewrite all of the, like, a bunch of new Trappist monists. Like, I wrote yeah. a thing about Trappist, and it's like, suddenly there's, like, all these other Trappists. Like, yeah. I'm all for yeah. it. 100% for it. Um, I think that's one of the most exciting. Unheralded, but the fact, that when Spencer opened at that time, mm-hmm. you know, so much was going on in beer at the time. Yeah. Kind of got lost in the shuffle, but I was like, at that time, that was huge, <laughs> unbelievable. Like, oh, yeah. this the, the one new, the newest Trappist monitor, Trappist like, a brewery. new one don't in a hundred years. Like, yeah. it's yeah, it's, it's crazy. It like, is, it is. It just, takes a lot to open that. Yeah, it's just it's, so weird to me. Yeah. I saw they're making a New England style IPA now. Yeah, like, uh, I <laughs> all four of them. Yeah, all, but yeah. you know what? Use the Orval model. Yeah. model. Mm-hmm. Make one world class beer. Right. I'm all for them. I've and had a couple of their beers. And they're their, canning, too. Their regular <laughs> beer... They're consistent. ...is world-frigging mm-hmm. class. Yeah. So like, good. Like, like, do that. That's your model. Yeah. So speaking totally of with that. world-class beer, do you have a guilty pleasure beer? Miller High Life. I was about to say, right. Right. you already yeah. admitted yeah. to that. The champagne yep. of beers. <laughs> the champagne. <laughs> yes. The champagne. Yes. <laughs> Ron, what about yourself? And Ron. <laughs> well... I you know I often reach for a PBR, but um, I don't know if that's my guilty pleasure beer. I feel like my guilty pleasure beer is Coors Light, Ooh. and that's like really? a beer I drink bullet, if I'm like <laughs> the Rockies. If I'm like only out if, in the only sun, if the, like, only all if day. blue, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, that was the thing. Like I I remember that becoming a thing. Like when I go down to like music festivals, like I went down yeah. to Peru, and I was like, I'm gonna be drinking all day in the hot sun. Like I'm just gonna have thirty of these, (laughs) yeah. You know, and it's just so light. Yeah, Um, it's I don't know. I mean, it's beer, bubbly water. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it's it's almost like seltzer, but it's you know, I guess that would be the beer for me. Yeah, I think. Cool. Do you want to ask our last question, Erica? Ooh, I've been gone for so long. What's our last question again? What you're most proud of? Oh yeah, right. Thanks. (laughs) So, what are you guys most proud of? It can be related to anything, craft beer, personal life, anything. I'll let Ron answer second. <laughs> it looks I'm like it needs a minute. I'm most proud of the fact that when I was a high school student in Germany and had a, a professor come out and give me Cooper's Kolsch and yeah. say it was the, like having the angels from heaven pissing in your mouth. 
yeah. I turned that into a career. And I, I, I'm very oh. proud of the fact that I've never really had any job except beer. Yeah. That's really cool. Which is not easy to say. No. In this day and age. Definitely not. But Especially living through the 90s. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. I don't have anything to show for it. Yeah. <laughs> Except the New York Times bestseller. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. That's, <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. I know. I mean, I'm not going to say like my my degree or whatever. I think like one thing that comes to mind is uh, like when we first opened the brewery. Like there was this like year and a half where we were like pushing to get it open. Everything was about like is it getting the happen? tanks, and getting the yeah. license. It was yeah. all like very goal driven, right? And it was like, and the the main, real main summit of that was like getting the doors open, having a grand opening that wasn't like a horrible disaster. Yeah. And like we did all that, right? And we had like we were like we're gonna have eight beers on tap day one, you know? And we nice. did it, and people came, and it was awesome. Everyone had a great time. And we were like cleaning up until four in the morning, and like opening <laughs> oysters with screwdrivers and stuff. Yeah, but but then like. The next week, you know, it set in that, like, oh, we're this, still open? We're not, like, the goal wasn't to do the grand opening. The yeah. goal was to have the, this, right, yeah. Sustain, right. Yeah, to do this thing every day. And, have this, yeah. and there was this moment where it turned from, like, we're in control of everything to this thing is, like, its own beast that has its own life. Yeah. And, like, I can't go away. Like, people are, people expect it to be open. Our employees yeah. expect it to be open. Our customers expect it. And it was very daunting, right? And but then there's this like moment of realization that was like, this thing is like its own living organism. It has its own people who come here. I don't know most of them. Yeah. The employees, I maybe know half of them. No, I, I think I think I know I think. all the employees. But um, but like there's a lot of people who rely on this place. Some people depend on it for their livelihood. Some people like to go there. Yeah. And just like this idea that we created this, this place that's, uh, you know, we created jobs, but we created also like just like a, a community it's space. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like sometimes you step back and you think about that and you're like, yeah, I mean, I'm not running it, you know, in that to that like degree right. anymore, but it's its own thing. Yeah. But it, it's probably similar to how you, people feel about like their children, right? It's like totally. you're not in control of them. Yeah. But you made them. You know? But you still have to put them through college. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but indirectly, you might be putting yeah. some people through yeah, college. We are. Yeah. 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 So, that's, <laughs> Definitely. That's a really admirable well, thing. I, I, you know, Ron as an owner, me as a brewer, I can only uh, extrapolate for Ron, but it's like, Going into, you know, going to buy my, uh, going down to Jerry's to buy my Miller High Life. (laughs) Having people, like, overhearing conversations in this world of, there's a thousand freaking beers there. Yeah. And, like, this literally happened last week. People discuss it and be like, oh, yeah, Aaron and I are like, you know, like. That's Aaron and I, Aaron and I, and, like, I'm just sitting there in front of the Miller High Life and, like. (laughs) <laughs> Listen, decide which air. I'm oh, like, let's get an aeronaut. I'm like, deciding which aeronaut to yep. do and like yep. to pick it out. It's a very satisfying, it's hard to describe satisfying feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I gave him, I keep stickers in my pocket. I gave him stickers. I was oh, like, yay. as that, I was behind him in line. Yeah. I'm like, here you go. Thanks That's a lot. awesome. Come on by. That's yeah. like being the bass player in a band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, 
strangely satisfying. Yeah. yeah. Or not strangely, it's directly no, satisfying. Yeah. It's incredibly yeah. satisfying. Yeah. But it's like weird to be in that spot. Yeah. In that or like at a, sitting at a bar somewhere and having someone order they it. Order an aeronaut. It's just really yeah. cool. It's and like a glimpse cool. into like this world. It's like people are thinking about aeronaut when I'm not in the room. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's yeah. kind of screaming a weird at them. thought. <laughs> <laughs> I guess a follow up to that and this honestly is our last question. Uh, what was it like when you saw maybe your gear or your beer in the wild? Was that like a humbling moment? Was it weird? Like someone else wearing it that you didn't give them the shirt or give them the beer? I feel like the first time I saw someone wearing our shirt that like I was like, oh who someone's wearing our shirt. It was like turned out it was one of our employees, uh, or like an ex-employee. Uh, so I don't know. I I feel like there was this period, this long period, where when we first opened, I was like expecting it to be everywhere yeah. more, more, and it was like, you know, I'd go to a bar and I'm like, why are we in this bar? Where, why aren't yeah, we some, in this bar? Sometimes it's hard to figure out which end of the of the telescope you're looking through. Yeah. True. Because yeah. it's like, in your yep. life is so, and like, oh, yeah. It's like, oh, you know what? We're, yeah. world, the world is still turning around. Yeah. But to I think get those glimpses of it is awesome. I remember yeah. riding my bike and seeing some of the Aeronaut shirt on. And like, yeah. I yeah. saw it bumped in. I was in Nashville, and I bumped into someone with an Aeronaut shirt on. That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah, totally yeah. That's awesome. Super yeah, cool. that's really cool. <laughs> that's far. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't see anyone in Scotland, I'm guessing. Or no. No, um, <laughs> I put some stickers in various yeah. places. Nice. That's, you have to. That's what we Note do to too. self, that's why I keep them in my, lo- in my yeah. wallet. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're always yeah. in my that's car. That's what I do as well. I was yeah. in my jacket. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you never yeah. know. My friend was in at a beer event in uh, Japan at a beer bar. Way cool. And he's a brewer owner, and they were there for a thing. And he yeah. sent me a, texted me a picture on the... It was like stickers all over, and yeah. like on the uh, one of the air conditioning ducts was a hop hop and away like beer. Like it wasn't oh, a yeah. sticker; it was a label that someone had oh, pulled sweet. off the can and like that's stuck cool. on. The, oh, that's wow. really cool. Super yeah. cool. That's super yeah, cool. Like that. We are apparently yeah. on the ceiling of the Vatican. I'm Whoa. not kidding. Someone put right a sticker next to between there, like, Jesus's between God Adam. Yeah, fingers. right, right. Yeah, I would. <laughs> that would be we so, connect the two. That would be so awesome. No, someone like uh, gave them a sticker. They went to Rome and they were like, "Here, we're gonna put." I was like, "That is." I'm not a religious person, but I was like, I'm going to hell. <laughs> well, in closing, thank you guys for taking some time thank to you. do this. I know yeah. it's uh, a little bit past probably your your shift, but bedtime. Oh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's it, right? Cool. Friday. Yeah, it is Friday. It's Friday Woo-hoo. at seven o'clock, and uh, we apologize the background noise, but we can't control that because the place is packed. So exactly. Uh, if you guys haven't made your way down to Aeronaut yet, where do can it. our listeners go to find you guys? 14 Tyler Street, Somerville, Massachusetts. And then, you have to kind of tuck down. It's down an alleyway. There's no parking <laughs> lot. Yep. Ride your bike or take the bus. And walk around the corner. If you guys... Alston. Alston. Uh, 267 Western 267 Ave. Western Ave. That's going to be Wednesdays through Fridays starting on May 15th all summer. Yep. As long as the weather's good. Arlington. And then... Arlington, starting June 1st. Arlington Center, right center of town, Whitmore Park. Very cool. Um, better every beer Saturday. Bars, better beer bars and liquor stores around yep. Massachusetts. That's yes. right. Yeah. Rhode Island, Maine, and Vermont. Cool. And cool. for our, our t- a ton of our listeners are going to be making their way out this way. Don't forget, there are amazing breweries here, but make sure you stop at Aeronaut because you can... 
drink and there's enjoy some, and yeah. listen to good music and see good art. There's something for everyone here. It's not all IPAs, people. Yeah. yeah. And I'll probably be sitting at the corner of, of the bar and say yeah. hi. Yeah. Let's say hi. <laughs> cool. Until next time, guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode with Aeronaut. We'll catch you guys next week for our episode with Remnant Brewery out of Somerville, Massachusetts. We can't do this podcast without your guys' support out there, and we really appreciate it. Make sure you follow us on all social media. All of it. And rate and subscribe. Give us a five-star review if you enjoy what you heard. Five stars. Do it. And we'll catch you guys next week, and go Bruins. Catch you on the flippy side. Cheers. Cheers.